podcast today we have entrepreneur connoisseur just all around great looking abs of steel guy matt cutchell <laughs> my man, hey, my man. here i am what's up youtube <laughs> what's good he's just pointing at a camera right now <laughs> follow me right yeah. here put something down here yeah, okay? put put something something down here. i don't know how to do that you don't know how to do that uh, oh, you know how to do shit. that yeah we got a guy Dave knows. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Got, we, we have a link guy we have a guy for pretty much everything how you doing man oh dude i'm good man how's your day been my day's been great it's hot out there it's nice it's finally hot. Yeah, I just got back from China. We just got back from China, so I don't. Was it cold? It's been yeah, yeah. It's been it's been raining like crazy. Like yeah. it, it's been. I mean, it's been flooding literally. Okay. It's been flooding all around LA because we just can't handle this rain. In the last thirty days, I think it rained like twenty times, which is Jesus. pretty nuts for LA. Well, did it went from like it went for like two years and not a drop of rain, and we're in the most serious drought. All of a sudden, like yeah. we have too much rain, <laughs> like for real. too much water is coming through. And what's weird is they haven't figured out how to capture this water yet because next year they're gonna call it a drought again. Yeah, they're gonna say, oh, we're in another drought. It's like, well, what happened to all that rain that just fell? <laughs> we need God. to bottle it up and <laughs> we need to save it. That was pure. Like, anyway, we got to get on that. You, speaking of, you're from Portland, rain. From Portland. So Oregon. you guys know how to capture rain. Oh, we know exactly how to yeah. do it. If it rains, you guys are good. <laughs> Dude, the Pacific Northwest is like the safest place to live in the world because when the rest of the world's in a drought, you got, you got rivers. You got, I'm talking rivers. I'm talking <laughs> yeah, lakes. I'm talking lakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking shrimp. I'm, I'm talking, talking steak. steak. Wow. Yep. You guys have rap, no idea what we're talking about. That was a rap song that I made back in the day. Me and Matt have known each other for like, I don't know, like 15 years. So it's yeah, going to be a good. It's been a while. It's going to be good. Um, but anyway, Portland is so green and lush and there's nonstop hunting and fishing. Yeah. And like, I know that it's safe there. I actually bought a house there last year. So I feel like if shit goes down, I can just go to my place and be, be safe. safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you'd be good. Is it's that that's side. where is that where you're gonna end up? Is that end goal, uh, Portland? To be honest, the end goal is Portland in summer and where I live now in Pasadena during the winter because it's cold during yep. the winter. I want to kind of chase the weather. Yeah, and you I, guys are similar. Like you're that. from Denver, so I feel like it's a Denver. similar vibe. I mean, you know, we don't have as many lakes, river. You know what I mean? Yeah. We do have a lot, <laughs> but not steak. as many. You know what I mean? But it's a uh, yeah, it's the same. It's green, mountainy, fresh. There's something about Denver or even Portland, like when you land, you just feel like you, you can smell breathe. The air. You can it just breathe. Smells like a yeah. fresh, like like a like a fresh, clean laundry or something. And I will Denver, say Denver's though, we were four seasons. Right? We were it's pretty four dude, seasons. Dude, yeah, it's crazy. Right now, it's brutal cold. Like we were just in Beijing, and you don't you don't appreciate clean air until you've gone there oh, because <laughs> I mean, we were outside for ten minutes, and I was like. I, I either need an oxygen mask or I need to go inside. It literally says on your phone, do not go outside. It's dangerous. Is that why they're wearing all They the wear the masks. Yeah. 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 No if shit. you look okay. up the weather, it literally says, like, like unsafe to go outside. Don't go outside. No shit. Yeah. It's, uh, you know that the first time LA has had that for a while was during that last big fire? It oh, was, yeah, the one it in Agora. It was so bad outside. Yeah. It was gray everywhere. It looked like an actual cloud. And it was like, it was like level, quality level two or like, I don't know, level two or level one. It was nuts. Eric, dude, it's Ho crazy. So is but it the they, lower the level, the higher the risk? It's um, air quality 10 means probably the best. Okay. I think. Higher quality, or, better. I don't know. I think. It's, it's one or the other, but we have these, these uh, Dyson machines in our house that purify the air. And when it was super bad out, we would turn it on and it would literally just say horrible air, like red oh, air wow. quality. You turn them on for a couple hours, they actually purify the air. I want to get that. So know how it works. Where do I get that? Amazing. Uh, at Dyson.com. Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is brought to you by Dyson. <laughs> Which is a, per this is a perfect segue. Could you imagine uh, I come on here to do brand deals? Yeah. You're just like, wait, he's talking about Dyson. You're just looking at a list. You're like, so by uh, Dyson, 
Um, so you do do brand deals. That I is do. something you do. You mm-hmm. are a influencer. Yes. That's which what they is, call me. I need to know. Yeah. I know, <laughs> but nobody else knows how you go from regular great guy yeah. in Portland to just, you know, to, to influencer uh, with, with companies like Dyson. Okay. How does it, um, how, what's the short, just the short version of how you got from Portland to here and to where you are? My cliff note story. Uh, I used to work at Nordstrom in Portland, Oregon. I was slinging jeans, slinging t-shirts, and I knew I wanted to be in Hollywood. I at first wanted to be a uh, live and radio host, and I had got some experience working for Radio Disney uh, in Portland. So I, uh, no joke, one day, just he's like, you know what? If I'm not going to do this right now, I'm not going to ever do it. Yeah, and, I, gotta... and I wrote a note that said, this is my two weeks, and I put it on the register and then my manager, Wait, is that all it said? This, said, is, this my is my two weeks, Matt. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God. That's and the best way to quit I've ever heard. No, the reason why I did that is I had a conversation with my manager first. And I was like, hey, I was like, I think I'm going to move to L.A. like in a couple weeks. And she like laughed and like thought I was just joking because no one just does that randomly. Right. And she said, well, and she, she laughed and I was like, OK. Uh, and I asked her again. I was like, hey, I'm seriously going to leave. And she like kept blowing me off. And I'm like, doesn't she understand I'm serious? I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to write a note. So I just put this is my two weeks. <laughs> And I had it in writing, put it on there. And then she took it and she seriously asked me about it. She goes, are you, is this serious or are you joking? Because I was kind of like, it's not even a funny joke. Why would I be joking about that? (laughs) And I said, no, I'm dead serious. So I put in my two weeks and I planned in that two weeks on how to get to LA. Uh, My buddy who lived in LA flew down, um, helped me. uh, I I packed up a U-Haul with like a couple couches and some boxes of my shit and put my, remember my old Mercedes that I had? Yep. I put my old Mercedes on the back of a, on the back of a, a trailer and I just got to L.A. Um, in L.A., it was now like, what's next? Like, what's my next step? So I worked regular jobs. I transferred. I worked for the Nordstrom at the Grove. Um, and then I knew I wanted to. I, my, my interest kind of turned into more of music. I loved working for Radio Disney and I loved, you know, emerging artists and that kind of shit. So I uh, obviously started It Boys, which is how we met. That is how we met. And um, infamous it boys, dude. and then, that's actually how we all met. No, I was gonna say yeah. this amazing band that we begged to go on tour, Breathe Carolina, yes. took us on tour. Yeah. My man, yeah, thank there you. we go, there we go. Um, and so anyway, started my music career. We toured for four years. By the way, some of the best times of my life. Like he has to say that because I'm standing here when I'm not around. <laughs> I'm he's like, like we actually paid so, him to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, on Spotify. No, right but now. like as as much as the grind was real, and and we definitely struggled our fair share. That was so fun. That oh, was good. Like, it, it was, was fun to just kind of like, how are we going to, what's our next move? Who do we get on tour with next? How do we grow our audience? There was something fun about, and I know Dave did this at first too. Obviously when I joined Breathe, it was already successful, but there was something fun about not knowing how you're getting to the next show. You know, you're like, we got 50 bucks yeah. and 400 miles. I don't know how we're going <laughs> to do it, but let's just figure it out. You Dude, know, I specifically remember calling, I called random friends. I called my brother. I called my dad. I'd call anyone to get a few hundred dollars. Oh yeah. And at one point, I was like, we, we'd all be like, I think one time Judah asked his dad, and his dad was like, nope. No, his dad wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> nope, no, no, You gotta no, learn no. your lesson. His yeah. dad was always the, the, the no man. Like, but we're like, stuck in, we're, we're stuck in Texas. It, well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. What to tell uh, you. you know, you got yourself there, man. You got so. yourself there. You can get yourself out. It's like, okay. And I think Judah's dad makes more money than everybody's dad, but he just yeah, refuses he to just spend refuses a dollar. He refuses to spend a dollar. Um, but I remember asking, like, I asked my friend Sophia for $400 back then. And I told her back then, um, when, I, when we go to the Grammys, you will be my plus one. That and was like, right. Well, still, you still owe her that. No, I owe her that. So <laughs> I went to the Grammys just randomly, like, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. 
and I sat like in the 10th row and it was awesome. And she saw that on my story. She goes, yo, she goes, <laughs> what the fuck? You said I was your plus one. I was like, okay, that was if I was on stage. Yeah. You're like, I, was, nah, I was nominated. I can't explain to my girl that I got to bring this other girl. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's going to be a bad look for me. Exactly. That would be a really but, funny, st- like, I'm sorry, Ariel, I cannot take you. I promised this girl <laughs> like 10 years ago that I was going to take her to the Grammys. Oh my God. But, um, but it's fun because the shit that I wanted to do back then, like go to the Grammys, I now get invited because of something completely different. Yeah. Which is you crazy. Know? Which is nuts because obviously like, you know, I wanted to be exposed to the world and become like a celebrity through music. Um, and it just so happened that it was social media. Yeah. Uh, which I guess to kind of wrap up the story, how I got to LA and where I am now, um, after it boys, after our crash and burn, <laughs> after the it boys crash and burn, you guys, I don't know if you know the whole story, but, uh, it was not our problem. We had multiple offers from yes. big labels. Yeah. It was our labels deal. They wouldn't let us go. Our label would not let us sign to these bigger labels that they had promised to when we first signed with them. And we were begging. We're like, dude, like one of the deals is like a $600,000 deal. Yeah. Like that's they, a, that was a huge they deal. They wouldn't let us then. go. Yeah. They wouldn't let us sign. So, um, so, you know, we just kind of had to break up the band and beware of record deals. Be, yeah. Beware of, yeah. It's I don't know what record game. deal you guys are in now, but no, like, our deal's great. Uh, we're good I, now. I know it is. Yeah, dude. we're good. You're like, you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> we're you're good. probably such a hard ass. They were like, geez. Oh no, our, we're, like, we're happy as can be. We're great. We're very good. Okay, good. Um, so then you take, so the, the, the band ends, right? You, I did, I had like a, I had like a three week crisis because then Dave just took me to lunch and game over. So yeah. I was, I was good to go. But you you had to have a moment where you're like, all right, what, what what's next, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess my what's next moment was, okay, well, I got to make some money. And I knew that we obviously had like a little bit of an investment from my from my cousin right. at $30,000 to kind of get through for like another year, which is great. John, I love you. Thank you. You never got um, it back. You you'll never, never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, going to call that a donation. Yeah. That, that was just a donation. That was actually a tax write-off for him. It you was know, a that donation. Was like a, yeah. Um. But anyway, I remember I was like, you know what? I got to get a job somewhere. So I went and got a job at a restaurant. Uh, I worked there for like probably like two and a half, three years. And I knew that while I was going to work at that restaurant, I was going to just kind of figure out my life. Like what's going to be next? Am I going to audition for like TV shows? Am I going to go out for radio still? And to be honest, I was, I was probably, I was confused. I, I was kind of shocked. I didn't know what to do. Um, where I used, where I worked was a uh, Sir Restaurant. There's a show called Vanderpump Rules. Yep, my girl loves that show. Oh, she does. Okay. I'm not gonna say I don't love it. Also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, he's like my girl loves that show <laughs> as well as me. Yeah, as well as <laughs> that show. She doesn't even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my girl. She's never heard of it. I she love calls it. in right <laughs> now. She's like, I don't fucking watch that show. <laughs> yeah. You watch that show. But um, so yeah, I worked at Sir Restaurant before the show, and I I worked there for like probably like a year and a half until they decided to make the show, and it was crazy there. Like I would be, I remember like people would show up drunk. They'd show up and get hammered. And like every, like the bartender was, was hooking up with, with this server and this server was banging that bus boy. And it was so wild. And I would see this and I was like, dude, I was like, this is a reality show. I remember thinking that before they made it a show. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, about like, and it's like all good looking people that like work there. Dude, sir, S-U-R means sexy, unique restaurant. Yeah, yeah. they only hire like, good-looking people. they only hire like, sexy people to yeah, work there. And it hilarious. started off with only sexy girls. And then me and this guy, Josh, were like the first two guys. We made the cut. Oh, my God. He, he was like, <laughs> he's like, lift up your shirt. And I lifted up my shirt, and I had six abs. So I, I, You're good. You check. need, you need I a minimum six abs. That's the only requirement that I needed. Six abs. You get, eight pack is a bonus. I had the six. Yeah, you get more um, money if you have eight. <laughs> so I started working at Sir Restaurant, and then... Um, so since you guys watch the show, uh, Lisa Vanderpump, obviously the show is based around kind of her bringing up all these kids. Um, 
she came in as she was just always done at the restaurant and she would kind of sit down and like be a spectator and it was like holy shit this restaurant's crazy like I see what's going on here. That guy's arguing with her. I see that girl getting drunk by the bar. Yeah. This girl, uh, Kristen, would always get hammered and emotional and like kind of storm out. And she really just kind of saw this vision of like, there needs to be a show here. Yeah. So they started doing auditions and uh, or like, uh, I guess it, I guess it'd be auditions. They'd kind of sit people on a couch and interview them. And that already worked there. That already worked okay, there. Yeah. It was only people that already worked there. People. It's, this show was not cast. It was actually. It was people that not cast. There. It was only cast from people that worked there. Wow. But all these people that worked there were legit struggling actors. Yeah, yeah. They all wanted to be actors, <laughs> so they were decent. This is amazing. You know? This is like, an amazing yeah. opportunity for yeah, them. So yeah, it was huge. And I think Lisa's super smart, and she knew that. She was probably like, "Oh my God, there's already a, a, a handful of actors. This is this is." She's great. like, "I can get these people for dirt cheap because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they all oh, want to be actors." Dude, no joke. I think people got paid like five grand each for the season oh yeah no i heard when the hills season. started they were getting wow. like a hundred dollars an episode on like yeah, the hills yeah, when exactly. it first started. Yeah. bad maybe even less like five grand for a season means you go and you film for like three months straight and all you get is like five thousand dollars for like three months show. to be on tv yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously they get paid now yeah yeah of you know, course they're all it's famous still on, they, it's still on it's still on oh, oh wow. yeah it's, it's yeah, season it's seven's coming up i'm watching so wait do these people now that are famous have to like still work at this restaurant by contract, they have to go back and work uh, like, I don't like know, minimum days once every two weeks. And it's more to bring people in and be like, oh, Tom's right. bartending. That's like gotta Jax just, is here. That's got to kind of suck a little bit. You're like, I'm famous. I have to like go work at this restaurant. But it's bare minimum. Yeah. Like yeah, they go back there. He'll like make some special drinks, hand out some shots and like they'll film while they're there. So, it, you know, it, it works for the TV show. Um, so anyway, they did um, they did auditions. And uh, I was asked to audition and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to be on a reality TV show about, about serving at a restaurant, but I'll sit down and see what it's about. So I sat down, did the audition. Um, they actually did end up offering me the part or whatever that role would be. Of course they did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> other guy with abs. Um, so I, <clears throat> so I, I thought about it and thought about it and I was like, you know what? If this show does go anywhere, I don't want to be the guy known for being a server on a TV show. Yeah. It's just, it's not my thing. That's not what you wanted. Yeah. I've like done radio hosting. I've done live hosting. I like toured in a band. For, like I had other talents that I kind of wish, you know, would have yeah. kind of gotten me. To, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so I said no. And they asked, and then they shot for a season. They asked me again for second season. I said, no, it was definitely a hit. And then by the third season, uh, Lisa was actually pretty pissed. And she actually like called me over to the table that she was sitting at when I was working. And she's like, uh, she was like, Matt, why the fuck won't you do my show? So I was like, I appreciate the opportunity. It's just not my thing. And she's like, I hope you know you're making the biggest mistake of your life. And she turned for me. And that's the last time I talked to her. And oh, that was wow. true story. Oh, man. Oh, she man. was she was mad because everyone else was like, hell yeah, like Fine. an opportunity. And it, obviously it was opportunity. Like they all got great opportunity. But even to this day, I would hate to just be the dude getting i would be drunk right now probably throwing a bottle at someone yeah 100 you know what i'm saying yeah. and you know that that's not really me like no, 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 i'm not, not i'm not dramatic enough for this show yeah yeah um so anyway i was like you know what? I'm, there's something bigger and, and greater for me and while that show was uh, was being filmed is when vine came out oh wow and i started i don't know if you guys had vine yeah i did then, i did i never used it too much but i had it yeah okay yeah i had one yeah and then uh obviously it was a, a massive hit for like that market and I got on Vine and I just started like filming myself at the restaurant. No followers. I just I literally started with zero and uh, no followers. I would just film myself in a restaurant, like bullshitting with like the bussers or like whatever. And people started watching my shit. 
And I remember I had like one video had like, like, I don't know, 2,500 views. And I'm like, who are these people like watching me like mess around in a restaurant? It's yeah. pretty weird. Uh, so then, um, it went from like 2,500 views to 2,500 followers. And then I got to like, I got to 10,000 followers and I was like, this is like, that, that's pretty significant for like from Amazing. zero to 10,000 yeah. for, for like, there wasn't like you were putting out music. It was just no, like, it, it people was, were just watching you do people stuff People just online. found me. Like and seven second videos? Super yeah, like, organic. Yeah, like, dude, very yeah. organic. Yeah. Very organic. Like one person would be like, oh, this is this dude's funny in the kitchen doing this. I'll, I'll uh, revine it. And then his 20 friends would see it. And then one of them would pick it up. So like Vine was the best app to go viral because... Reach, you know, uh, revine here, here, and here. It just spreads like you can't you know, even do that on Instagram. You can't like, I mean, you, you can like get an app dude, that'll bro, repost it, but it's I, not. I the same. wish that uh, that Instagram had repost a lot easier because that would that would blow people up. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it really would. Um, so then I, I remember having ten thousand followers and kind of freaking out, and then it just honestly just took off from there. I started doing when I wasn't working at the restaurant, I would do videos with my girlfriend in. Uh, it, in my car during or her car during like the two hours I had before I had to go to work. And, um, those videos got really popular. Like the restaurant ones were just me, pe be, people being like, Oh, this guy's funny. Like I'll follow him. Me and my girlfriend. Now my girlfriend, uh, we're just shooting videos of us doing dumb shit in the car, singing in which the car, which you guys still do now, which we still do. Yeah, you still do them. And that is what really blew us up on vine. People loved our guy girl humor. And that's when we found our niche. We were like, Oh shit, people are loving like our car videos. And so now fast forward five years later, I got the 2 million followers on Vine. Uh, when Vine started kind of dying out, I moved my audience to Instagram, which is now, you know, what I'm doing full time. And um, yeah, dude. So I, I, I built a very loyal audience, people who, who, you know, love my brand for being fun and positive and um, they, they love watching me and Ariel. But so that's kind of like the long story short. It went from working at a restaurant to Vine, kind of blew up on Vine. Well I think it's so cool because your story is so like organic. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, I, I, I follow you and I watch all your stuff and it's like when, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but I remember like how you, we were like back then I was like, this is just like so mad. Like it's just so yeah. you and it's like really heartfelt. And I think that's why you're so successful at it. You know what I mean? I mean? You're, literally like still, that. you're pretty much still doing the shit we were doing on tour. Yeah. You're just filmed. Like the jokes are the, the Pupanyaskin. The, oh, 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 the yeah. random <laughs> jokes are still the same jokes we were making. You're just filming yourself doing them. Yes, exactly. It. It's funny that like, you're still making the car videos. The car just got nicer. The car just got nicer. <laughs> <that's it. laughs> you're still making the same videos. It was a beatdown Prius before. Yes. You know, now it's like I a brand I remember when you got the gold like Prius. <laughs> I, I, you that? went to Denver to get it, or to Portland, Portland. because it was cheaper. Yep. You literally flew there, got this yep. old Prius, <laughs> drove it down. I'll never forget that. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. It's like the main reason I wanted to have you on here is we get so many like DMs from kids that are like, I live in Ohio. I live here. I like, of course, it's easy for this person to make it because they live in L.A. or blah, blah. blah. And it's like, no, no, no. Anyone can make their dream come true. You just literally have to grind. You people don't understand how difficult the grind is. Yeah. Yeah. For an example. And I know where you I know how hard you were to get successful because I was obviously in a band with you. And you know how hard it was to get Breathe Carolina off the ground. And even for myself, where I am now, it's work every day. It's oh, not yeah. It's not like, oh, I have Saturday and Sunday off to relax by a pool. Oh, no. no. The people who relax by the pool on Saturday and Sunday are the people who go and work nine to five jobs and just take the weekend off. And there's... They don't have they don't have the the um the aspiration to get anywhere. Hundred percent. Yeah. For me, I worked my ass off every single day until I got to a place where I thought I deserved a vacation. Yeah. And yeah. then I finally was like, oh man, like I I hustled hard. I finally have you know I, I I was able to save up ten grand finally. And then actually my first vacation was five grand. I saved up five grand, and that took 
that took like a couple of years yeah. to actually save that money. And then I finally took myself on vacation and I got the taste of like the sweet life of being yeah. like, damn, like this is nice. I can actually fly somewhere and lounge by a pool oh, yeah. and enjoy this vacation. And then I was kind of like addicted. Then I was like, I'm just going to work as hard as I can and then take a vacation every, yeah. every few I remember months. you took well, a, you just went home one time and it wasn't a vacation. You literally wrote us an email. We were, we had, we had done like 200 writing sessions in a row yeah. and you wrote me an email and I, you're like, you're going to this writing session alone. I am having a mental breakdown. I'm going home for three days. I'll see you in three days. I was just like, that's the, the level of stress and grind that it takes to like make it. One, is crazy like a lot of people don't realize too is you really have to like like to do it do you know what i mean like you totally. can't you can't dread it because when you dread your grind you're not giving it your full 100 percent. you know what i mean oh, it's I, like i agree pe people can work miserably all day long and like kind of grind and say they're grinding but it's like if you don't love to do it even if it sucks you have to love the sucky parts about it you know what i mean and that's well, how you gotta you gotta find that passion that you want to grind for exactly so don't get me wrong i didn't want to work at a restaurant no. But like you do have to like change your mindset to be like, you know what? I'm going to find the most positive way I can get through my day. I'm going to like enjoy the people. I'm going to enjoy the, 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 the tables that I wait. And what and one piece of advice that I always give to my audience when they ask me is always be nice to always be good to other people that you don't know because you have no idea oh, yeah. when that will come back. Yeah, I was nice to every single person that I served. And now that I started getting recognition on social media, some of those people are huge producers, huge actors, huge directors, and I've gotten opportunity from them. Yep. And I've gotten paid thousands of dollars for just being the guy that was nice to them yeah. when, I, when I worked at that restaurant. People don't understand how far being nice can just go simply just being nice. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's really like, I think your, your story is so interesting because like when I met you and I was like, how did you like get in the circle? Because you like knew certain people and all of a sudden I'm like how'd you get in the circle you're like I literally like googled where a cool place to go was and I went there and I like just you didn't know anybody and you just yeah. like we're like I'm gonna go meet people that yeah. are you're, and you just went out and you like met people because you knew that you're like I'm in LA I need to like it's who you know and you like went out and met people and it's like the biggest thing that we like tell people is like there's so many kids that are like I'll never make it because I'm stuck here or there and it's like no, you just got to like, obviously it's, there's people have different circumstances, but it's like, you got to just figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's possible to figure it out and you just got to do it. It's very possible. Okay. So if you live in the middle of nowhere and you want to get out, go and get a job that you probably most likely will hate and hustle and make yourself save money, sacrifice your time, sacrifice your energy and put it all into work, save that money. And then when you finally reach the goal, like I, like I moved, I moved to LA with, with, I think like. 1800 bucks. Yeah. But, is, I, but I, I mean, that's it, one, that's not even one month's rent. No, no, in like that, an it's, it's nothing. But like, if I would have done it a little bit better, I probably would have worked harder to save, I don't know, like maybe five grand or so. But like, work your ass off where you're at, save the money, and then move to, you don't have to move to LA, but move to a larger city in that state to find that opportunity. Right. Exactly. Move to that larger city, find a better paying job, save up $5,000, $10,000, then move to LA or New York or wherever you want to, where, where you want to live and then go and meet people. Like yep. networking is key. I remember knowing nobody in LA and I Googled or it was Yahoo back then. I Yahooed. Yahoo. Um, <laughs> I Yahooed it. I Yahooed where to, um, where like young people hang out. Literally I was like, I don't know. I'm new to LA. It said the Grove. So I got in my car, I drove to the Grove and I saw an Abercrombie there. And I was like, oh, there's young people that work at Abercrombie. Like, there might be some, there might be some shirtless dudes to hang with. There might be some hot chicks. I don't know. Let's just check, let's just get out. So uh, that's why I met one of my first best friends. I, I walked into Abercrombie. There was a super cute girl who was working there at the time. Um, and 
we just kind of started talking. She's like, oh, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from Oregon. She's like, what are you doing out here? I told her how I used to work for Radio Disney. And she's like, oh, no shit. My song's on Radio Disney. And I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm an artist. I was like, what's your song? She's like, it's called Unbelievable. And I remember being like, oh, shit, like un- Unbelievable by Casey Brown. She's like, yeah. I was like, you're Casey Brown. She's like, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, why are you working here? Because in my mind, she's like this, you know, celebrity. Right. Like, if you don't know, like if like from the outside, you're like, if you see somebody that's like signed and you're like, and somebody that's on tour, you're like, you're fucking rich. Yeah, you just, you, you, you just assume, assume they're, they're rich. Assume, yeah. Yeah. So like my 21 year old brain's like, wait a second, you're, you just toured with like the Backstreet Boys. Do you Boys own this Abercrombie? And like, what's going on? But the thing is, you don't get paid until like your second, third, fourth album. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it people, takes it takes time, like, one hit on the radio does not get you paid. Doesn't mean no, anything. No. We, all, we all know no, that. It really doesn't. You literally can have a smash song, and an, unless it's like worldwide the biggest song, and you can tour on that for a while, you just you, you don't. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, so she kind of explained like, well, I, yeah, I have a song on the radio, but it doesn't make that much money. Yeah. Um, she's and like, we, I actually owe my label a million dollars. She's like, I'm actually in debt <laughs> yeah, exactly. because they paid for my tour and this and that. Exactly. exactly. It's true. You, you get in worse debt. Um. So anyway, long story short, we became really close. I actually moved in to her place about two weeks after I met her. Oh, wow. Not like boyfriend, girlfriend, just like she knew I had no place to stay. You're like, just, I was homeless. I was, I was literally homeless and she let me move into her place. Um, and I drove to her place like two weeks after we met and it's just, I, I drove to a place in Malibu. That's the address she gave me. I didn't know that Malibu was super nice. Drive to this place and she, um, uh, I texted her. I'm like, Hey, I was like, I, I think that I'm here, but like, it, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. Cause it's like some, this, I'm outside some, of this compound, outside of this compound in Malibu. And she like walks out, like holding her dog. She's like, Hey y'all. She's <laughs> she from Nashville, Dallas, Texas. I don't know. Something like that. So, one of those places. She was, yeah. Southern bell. Um, Hey Matt, what's up? And I was like, whose place is this? She goes, Oh, this is my, uh, it's my ex-boyfriend's place, but, um, he's totally cool with you, with you staying here. I told him your story. So, I go, make myself at home. She takes me down to the guest bedroom. It's literally just her and her dog that lives there. And so she shows me down to my room. Um, I remember like three days in, I'm sitting there on the floor. I had my guitar just kind of like hanging out. She was at work. She was working at Abercrombie. And then the door opens and someone who had a key. And uh, I look over and it's AJ from Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember being oh like, my God. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and like, I, I, I load Backstreet Boys. Like, you know, it's like, finally I, happening. Like, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's finally happening. My, my dreams, dreams are being answered. <laughs> I knew this was happening. There is a guy. So AJ from Backstreet Boys walks in and he's like, yo, he goes, are you Matt? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, what's up, Alex? And I'm like, Al-, she's been calling him Alex this whole time. And I didn't even think to ask who Alex of was or, not, what he, or what he does, but that's his real name. A- like Alex Gene McLean is... AJ, Alex yeah, Jean. Of course, he has the coolest name. Alex AJ, Jean McLean. G- Alex Jean McLean. Right, come on. Yeah, geez, man. It's so smooth. <laughs> so anyway, he like was like, dude, you're welcome to stay here. Um, I just, you know, I just need help from you. My my realtor's out of town. So if you can show the house when you're not working and I have an appointment, that'd be great. I was like, anything for you, Mr. Back. Yeah, you're like, what yeah, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Anything for you, I will do it. Um, so that's a very weird start. Are you puking over here? <laughs> He's just grunting. Oh, I just, I just heard <laughs> my dog. Does that when she's puking? So I'm just <laughs> yeah, my dog is down there. This is just insane. Getting down on the bone. Right. Anyway, um, so that was my very interesting welcome to LA. Was I put myself out there? If I didn't just be like, I'm gonna go make friends, I probably would have sat in this in that studio with my buddy, 
where he allowed me to stay for two weeks and would have done nothing, would have ran out of money. Would, I, I just, I got out there. Yeah. I literally said, I'm going to fucking put on my backpack and I'm going to go walk around LA for like the next eight hours and I'm going to just meet people. And I got fortunate to meet um, Casey Brown and she was like my first friend in LA and I just met her friends and her friends and her friends. And, and your network just grew and grew. And my network just kind of grew and grew. Yeah. And I think that's like so important. Like I think a lot of people don't realize is like if you just, you know, you, you meet one person, they introduce you to another person, they introduce you to another person. And I saw you do that when we were doing the band because I wasn't that guy. You know, I wasn't like a I was more like. I'm just going to like grind from behind. I don't like people. I'm just not good with people. That's not my thing. Yeah. But you were like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to meet everybody. I'm going to, and you would just bring these things like met this guy. He uh, runs one or 2.7. They're premiering the song tonight. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, yeah. It was just random, but you would, you would do things to like, where you, you were calculated. You were like, I'm going to go here because I know this guy's going to be there. And it wasn't like you were using anybody. You were just like, you were calculated. You were like, I'm going to do these things that I know are going to position me to succeed. You have to put yourself there. If you, if you look at any successful person, any successful actor, TV star, businessman, hedge fund guy, they surround themselves with people with like-minded people yeah. because you can't get successful hanging out with a bunch of losers. No, you, you can't. can't. Yeah. People who have no motivation, people who are just sitting on their ass that just complain and don't want to get up and, and, and grind. If you're around people who grind, you want to, or, kind of what I've realized for myself is I've been surrounding myself with people who are more successful than me yeah. and it makes you want to be that successful. So when you're like the, when you're the low end of the totem pole and around all your friends, you only strive to be greater. Exactly. So I'm like, damn, like all my friends are like on TV shows and on the radio and this and that. And I'll ask them for their advice and like, I'll take their advice. I'll, they're more successful than me. I'll take their advice. I'll listen. I'll work that much harder. So you got to surround yourself with, with people who want to be successful or you're never going to get there. A hundred percent. And are you, so you're doing, you're not just doing like the influencer thing. You have like a company mm-hmm. that you like do behind the scenes stuff. You're like writing skits for other influencer. You do, you've like created like a network for yourself. Yeah. That's more even than just like what you do in front of like social media. Yeah. Yeah. So I started with my manager, Jack Reed. We started a, um, a digital management production and management company. I'm more on the production side. Jack handles all the talent management. But essentially what we do is we have like seven employees now and we um, we handle campaigns from start to finish. So if McDonald's comes by and says, hey, we want five influencers to do this campaign for a breakfast all day and they give us the hashtags and the deliverables, then uh, our company will run from A to Z uh, everything. Production, campaign management. You choose you know, who's going to be in it. We, we, can, we can choose who's going to be in it. Obviously, McDonald's has to kind of have the last say, but we'll suggest who we want to be in it. And so, yeah, dude, like I just realized, you know what? My, my personal influence might not last forever. I want to start a company because I know that, that the influencer world's only getting bigger. So I started um, with my manager. I started Millennial Entertainment and, uh, and, and we're growing. We, we, we work with like 110 different influencers. I just want to say yeah, that you amazing. made an email Matt at Millennial Entertainment. You made this in like 2005. Yeah. I remember this. You're like, I'm going to start a company called Millennial Entertainment. And you were like, randomly, you were like booking DJ gigs for like your friends who were on TV shows yep. 
You were pretending to be another guy. <laughs> Dude, this is how crazy this is. You can't say that, bro. You can't say that. The hustle's no joke. Tell the story. The hustle is real. He had no money. I specifically remember this. And he made up a company. He made up Millennial Entertainment. And it was, it, I don't even think it was Matt. It might have been a no, different name. No, no, no. It was Matt at Star Promotions LA. StarPromotionsLA.com. And he was booking, he was re- cold calling clubs. Like cold emailing clubs. Like I have this guy who's like, uh, C-list, whatever celebrity, yeah. I can get him to DJ your club, ten grand, and he was taking a percentage. He had never done this before. He <laughs> created it was fake. He invented this thing, but he really had the guy. It wasn't like he was scamming anybody, but yeah, it was just he invented this thing out of thin air because he was like, I could probably make like so a, a few hundred bucks. My first one when I was like, I have to find a way to make more money. My <laughs> my first one is I was like, okay, I, like I know this guy who knows Shifty from um what's that band? Crazy Town. Crazy Town. <laughs> Come, my lady. Come, yeah, come, my lady. The best bands ever. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. right? This guy that I knew had direct access to Shifty, and I was like, Shifty could probably use some money. Had direct <laughs> access. <laughs> to and this I, guy. So I this literally. Guy that you could have probably found at a bar at any time so, during the day. So I asked this guy, I was like, what do you think Shifty would show up and DJ at a club for? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, like free drinks. You know, like maybe like, maybe like five or 10 grand. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, so if I got a club that was interested in having him there, like, would he do it? He goes, he goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd do it. So I took that as a yes. And then <laughs> and I immediately opened an account called um, Matt at Star Promotions LA. Took your last 10 bucks, bought Star Promotions LA.com. <laughs> la- yeah, I literally went to GoDaddy, spent my last $10, bought Star Promotions LA.com, made myself an email. And I don't think it, I don't think it was Matt. I think I gave myself like another name. Like no, John, I literally like, think it was like John at John Star, like at, or some yeah, other name. I, I was like, I was John and a, a few different guys in the company, right? <laughs> I had all these different emails. So then I started contacting clubs and I got a hold of a club in Seattle and I was like, the, the guy answered. I was like, yo, I was like, hey, is there a manager I can talk to you? He's like, this is him. I was like, hey, dude. I was like, this is John from Star Promotions LA. Um, we are currently uh, promoting and working with Shifty from Crazy Town. Uh, he'd love to come and do a do a performance and a DJ set at your at your venue. He's like, oh, this is oh, this sounds cool. This sounds cool. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, let me let me uh, let me work on a budget and get back to you. How much? I was like, uh, you know, ten grand. So he's like, all right, let me let me check. So he called me back like probably three days later. He's like, yeah. He goes, hey, listen, sounds pretty good. Let's go ahead and let's close this. And oh I'm like, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is real now. Wow. So he goes, he goes, yeah, let's close this. He goes, what? He goes, do you require a deposit? What kind of payment? So I had to just figure this shit out. Of course, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was like, let me. I was like, let me have my assistant get a hold of you and, and work out all those details. Could not have an assistant. So at then, all. so then, of course, I make Cindy at StarPromotionsLA.com. <laughs> And then she follows up to get a deposit. So now I have this deposit and I have to, I have to book shifting. Of course. So I have a 10 grand agreement from this club in Seattle. And Keep in mind, you just have a maybe from his friend. <laughs> his you have friend. not spoken to Shifty. You have a maybe, maybe from a guy who had access to Shifty. I have a maybe from his friend. <laughs> so I, I call the friend. I was like, hey, I got this club that wants to book Shifty. Um, can he do it for five grand? Because I had to make some money from this. So he goes, let me ask him. I think Shifty wanted like at least like $8,000. I closed the deal. I said, okay. oh, sorry. No, Shifty wanted 8000 I closed it at 7000 spent 1000 on hotel and travel because I had to do all the bookings. Of course. And I literally, without meeting Shifty and without meeting this guy in the club, I did this all from the internet and I put Shifty in a nightclub in Seattle. He per- they did the flyer. He performed. I got the money. I took the $1,000... To obviously to reimburse myself for the hotels and shit. Oh, sorry, I used the deposit of a thousand dollars to pay for hotels 
and his car and all that kind of shit. And then I took two grand and then I gave him seven. I mean, that's, that is, look at that. that is amazing. That's, that's like one of the best story. things I've ever heard yeah. in my whole life. But that's the hustle, man. That's, that's what that I, is a that's hustle. What I'm saying. That's how you do it. That's, that's how you do it. Wow. So, so for instance, like whenever there's people who say I like I can't do it, I don't know how to make money. There's ways to do so it. Many ways. Yeah. There are ways to do it. You have to just do it, and not it's not always going to be legal. Legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there was a time. There was a time where I I, I don't. I, no one's gonna see this at Guitar Center. I was going. To, I was buying. <laughs> no Guitar Center had a thirty day no matter what return policy when I was. 20, 21, when we were in the band and I yeah. didn't have a, I couldn't have a job really because me and you were doing writing sessions every single day. So like, I think the, the label were giving me and you like 500 bucks each to like maybe eat food. Yeah. So I had, I had like, I had no money and I was like, okay, they have a return policy. This is what I'm going to do. I bought used broken amps on Craigslist, went and bought the new amp, took the broken one, put it in the box, took it back to Guitar <laughs> Center and said it didn't work and got the money back and was like, was oh. like, was like doing it that way. And then I had a new amp, sold the new amp. Like I was just doing that. And I was like, <laughs> the hustle. But it wasn't like, the, the crazy thing is not worth the risk because I was getting like a hundred bucks, but not I, worth I it. needed, I was a hundred bucks short on rent. I had to figure out how to make a hundred bucks. You know, it was. You, you needed to eat and you figured it out. It's a crazy world out there, man. I don't know. I don't know. Now what's what's crazy is they I always watch like inspirational videos and it's so true. If someone had a gun to your head and said you need to come back right now with five grand, you'll go figure out how to do it. Hundred percent. Exactly. If if you have an idea for a business that you want to start and it's gonna cost five grand, you can raise that money. You can collect that money. You can you can start a GoFundMe now. You can figure out some sort of kickback or some sort of charity. You can go and ask your mom for a hundred, your dad for a hundred, your aunt for a hundred. Like you can do it, but people are just kind of afraid to ask and afraid to do it. But I mean, anything's possible. You just got to go. You just got to go get it. You have to just believe that, like, you deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing that holds people back, I feel like, is they think, like, oh, I'm from the small town or whatever that may be. Like, I don't deserve this shot, so I'm just kind of going to, like, not really go after it. Yeah. And, like, going after it is, like, the hardest part is making yourself just do it. You find that, like, getting the things that come to you isn't even as hard as just initially going for it. I agree. And, I mean, I think it comes down to a lot of people don't believe in themselves. Yeah. And that's the number. That's the number one thing. You have no matter what your situation, you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. I did not come from any money. We. I had a. I came from lower middle class. We. We. We struggled financially. I had you know no real financial help from my parents to do anything to go to college or do anything else. I just knew that I was gonna go figure it out my own. But I believed in myself so much. I mean, you know how much I believe in myself. It was kind of a little bit. Too oh, much. I, I was reading. <laughs> was like, I, I was literally. I was reading emails the other day that me and you were writing our managers who were like, I mean, our manager managed like Pitbull, Daughtry. Like he was yeah. managing some big people. <laughs> yeah. And me and you were writing him like we were, you were saying things like we had made him millions of dollars. At this point, he was making not a dollar off of us. And Matt was writing him emails like, if you don't pick up the phone, we will leave your ass. Like, oh shit. <laughs> we'll leave you in the dust. But now being in like a successful music position, I'm like, he was probably looking at these emails like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> like, like we were, he was, this guy was like living in Malibu, yeah, had like a Lamborghini dude. and we were just writing him like we were on top of the world. And but dude, you had to do it that you, way. It, it's the mindset. If yes. you put yourself in that mindset, you literally just, you live that mindset and you will eventually live it out. Yeah. You will. It's you true. have to. Yeah. I mean, you were, it, it, it's, it's an amazing story. That's, that's why I wanted to have you on here because the hustle is, is so real. It's the hustle incredible. is real. But I, now, now do you feel, are you still hustling as hard or have you calmed down or are you still, or is the hustle just kind of generated in different 
Well, yeah, like, are you still waking up? Because I know, like, like we we landed from China yesterday night, doing this podcast today, going to get some things at uh, the Grove that we need, and then going to Germany in the morning. Like, yeah. the hustle, it's still just as hard. It's changed a bit. Like, yeah. it's, it's a bit more rewarding and fun. But are you still waking up, working your ass off till yes. you go to bed? Yes. Um, the hustle remains the same. I, I have learned because obviously I'm in a relationship and I, I love my girlfriend. So I've learned to slow down on the weekends and spend time with her because I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to miss those moments. Yeah. I don't want to be like, damn, like where'd my thirties go? Like hanging out with the love of my life. So I've decided to kind of dedicate weekends to more like hanging out with her, but the Monday through Friday grind is still strong. And right. if I have to work on the weekends, I do. And like, I think, um, in, in January, I worked every single day in January, not one day off. Oh, wow. So calls, meetings, emails, shooting, editing, because I do it all myself. Oh, I know. That's, so, it's crazy. You, you shoot and edit the videos. Yeah. Yourself. You I'll, I'll write the concepts. I'll, I'll shoot. Which the most video. people don't do. Like we have videographers that work for YouTubers yeah. and they edit all of their stuff and do mm -hmm. everything. You just learned editing software. Yeah, I, I learned it. it. I, I, to be honest, and the reason why I still do it, I tried a few different companies out where I hired them and outsourced people to come shoot my stuff. And my videos just tanked when it was someone else that had the touch on it. Yeah. So I realized I was like, I have what my audience wants to see. I know the comedic timing. Right. I know the framing. So I just kind of still decided to, you know, shoot direct and write my own skits. And that's kind of why I remain being successful, like in this space. Um, so, so yeah, I mean the, the grind's still real. It's just more rewarding. Right. So now yeah. I can, you know, shoot. you're not grinding for negative money. I'm not grinding money. for negative money. <laughs> I'm actually making some money now. The grind used to be like, okay, I'm going to grind and pay $500 yeah. and I will see nothing. <laughs> I will see nothing from oh this. Oh my God. Yeah. We've, uh, we, we've spent thousands and thousands of dollars in, for our band on our band yep. and, and saw zero we back. We saw zero dollars. Yeah. yeah because if we, if we made $500 that night playing a show, then that money was literally just like some food and paying back our debt. And we were not yeah. a, a local act. We were a national touring signed band. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was insane. It was we, hilarious. We had a song, uh, a song that peaked number four on Sirius Radio. Yeah, it was, it was we uh, Kiss FM picked it up in I think four or five different locations. I remember when we were in uh, Dallas and we just we were listening to the regular radio and we no one told us that our song was on on proper radio. We thought it was just on Sirius XM. And then we're just kind of cruising. I don't think anyone filmed this, but we had a rental car. And then suddenly it was like the end of a song. And then it's Ryan Seacrest. And he goes, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That was Demi Lovato, this and that, blah, blah. And he goes, all right, well, this is a new one. It's uh, it's It Boys. Guys don't like me. And then we all like looked at each other like, did we did we hear that right? <laughs> You're like, and then the you fuck? heard the intro. And then that's, that was the reward. <laughs> that was the only and reward. That was the reward. We freaked out and we're like, we are on Kiss FM right now. Ryan, Ryan Seacrest just said, we're rich. It boys. I was like, we are rich. Let's go pop some <laughs> bottles. Let's spend this money. Go to dinner, boys. I think uh, I got a check for 30 cents last month yes. for one of our Four songs. Four guys don't like me being <laughs> on there. <laughs> I get those checks too. I got a check for 30 cents. We had, guys, we had a song on the radio and a check for 30 cents showed up okay that's how much money you make but unless you become massive it's yeah. very hard it's tough um so you and your girl you guys work on videos together yeah yes so do you find is that do you consider that quality time going into like a relationship because we're all pretty involved yeah. with girls now you are not engaged yet not engaged not engaged yet that's coming it, it, of course it's coming you but, you, but the thing is I'm, I'm a romantic guy. It's got to be planned right. And if, if I could just pop a ring during dinner, I could do that tomorrow. I mean, listen, you've known your girl. You 
did all the steps. You were friends. You yeah. were best friends. You dated. Yes. You're together. You lived. It. We lived you together. You guys yeah. have been building this relationship. I mean, 12 years. You knew uh, her before you knew me. Yeah, like, man, this is. I've known her now for 13 years. 13 years. Yeah, so we've been, we've been building we can wait this. wait a little bit for the engagement exactly. if you need to. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to rush into it. I want it to be special. So that's that's happening next. But to answer your question, um, at least for her, shooting is, shooting is just work. And it, to be honest, it's it's become work for me too that that's not quality time. No, because yeah. I always wonder that. I see you guys do the videos and I'm like, is this all, like, you know what I mean? Because from an outside perspective, it's like, to the world, it's like, that's all you guys do. So it's like mm -hmm. you guys doing like the, the emo song in the car. It's like, yeah. no, that's just, that's quality time. That's what you guys do. But I don't know well, if the rest of the world knows you actually do other stuff. Well, it started as quality time when we were doing Vines because it was fun. And Vines were six seconds. Right. So we would show up uh, or I'd, I'd pick her up for coffee. She'd get in the car. We'd grab coffee. Something funny would happen and we'd, we'd reenact it. That's how we started Vine. And that was quality time. Now that we're both so busy with multiple things and like we have two different shows uh, that we both wrote and created that are in the works. One of them, uh, we have a shopping agreement, which which means uh, we're going to be shopping to networks next month. Wow. So a lot of preparation for that, wow. as you can imagine. Um, you know, my company that I'm still like the business developer behind and the co-founder. So that's a lot of work on my end, writing all these skits for myself, writing all these skits for brands, shooting, editing. Uh, she still goes to commercial auditions, pilot auditions. So like we're busy all the time. Like I left here. She's, she's sick right now. She's going to go to an audition in like Santa Monica oh, man. and then come back. And then she has to write a concept because she's doing a, a, a deal for Svetka vodka. Nice. And so like, it's, it's always something. So when you guys are doing br a brand deal, let's say like Svetka or McDonald's, whatever you, they come to you, let's yeah. say, or your manager or whoever. Yeah. And they're like, we want him on. You then need to like pitch what you would do in the video. Like you need to pitch the concept that are just like, Hey, we just want you to do a video, do whatever. No, so they have an idea of what the what the influencer campaign is. So let's just say it's McDonald's. I'll use this example again, and they want to promote bre having breakfast all day, or they want to promote like the new McMuffin, right? Then they would just say, okay, hey guys, we they would reach out to my company, Millennial, and say, hey, we want five influencers. We we have our eye on Matt, Ariel, Manon, Darius Benson, David Lopez. They'll like list it off. Yeah. And then they'll say, we want um we have this amount of money. And we want to do a video on everyone's page and an Instagram story, and it's promoting the new McMuffin. So we have an idea of what the campaign's around, and then we will sometimes help that agency uh, uh, curate the campaign. So they don't write you like a commercial. No, they Matt don't. No, walk no. In, we you come up with. The we idea. all come up with the ideas. Got it. So usually, a lot of brands for me, they want um, you know a lot of times they want me and Ariel. Right. So they'll say, hey, do, do a, can you do a video with you and Ariel for breakfast all day? And then I'll write three concepts send in three ideas, they'll choose their favorite. And then once it's approved and like they've made some tweaks to like some language or, or, or any of the dialogue they want to change, uh, then we're greenlit to shoot it. After we shoot it, they want to see an edit usually within, you know, 48 hours. Um, so I'll get an edit to them. And Which then they, is like lightning fast. Yeah, it's like if you shoot a like, commercial, you're not seeing an edit of that for months. So it's, it's yeah. crazy that like it's 48 hour turnaround. 48 hours is generous too. That's I said crazy. that because that's the most that they'll give you. Usually it's 24 hours. Oh, usually right usually the next day. They because want I don't think they understand that like, cause they're seeing it because I think it looks it easy. On like an iPhone. It looks it's like easy, easy. Yeah, but it's not minutes, easy. But it's, it's like, no, it's yeah. like, it's a whole production, it's, but it looks, yeah. I think, I think, and that's why I think you're very successful is cause it doesn't look like you created a commercial. It just literally looks like you're making a funny video. Yeah. But I think to the outside perspective, it makes it look like this takes 
20 minutes to shoot when it really well, could take all day. Exactly. Well, think of it this way. So there's the creative calls with McDonald's. Let's just say the first creative call is 30 minutes and the second one's 30 minutes. There's an hour. Then um, writing the scripts, probably two to three hours for writing because you're writing three different scripts. So let's just say there's two hours, there's three, there's, there's five hours already in. Then when you actually shoot, that's probably two hours. So there's, that's now seven hours. After you shoot, editing could be two to four hours. Oh, wow. So it's, these videos take like 10 hours. Yeah, it's a like, lot. All, all in all, like 10 hours. Some could be quicker, some could be longer, but that's what people don't see. They see my one-minute video, like the one I posted today, and they just think, oh, Matt and Ariel shot that quickly in their car, and it's magically up. And it's like, no, like... That situation happened. I went home and wrote it down. We, I, I wrote out a script so we can kind of get through as, quick, as quickly as possible. Then we shot it. Then we edited. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, working for brands is a much, you know, longer process than just shooting on our own. But right. regardless, it takes hours. Yeah. These videos take hours. So it's, it's hard to constantly put out content. And you feel it's important. I think looking at your page, it's super apparent that you, you're not just shooting brand stuff. Like you make sure that you're shooting just your own stuff all yeah. the time as well. Yes. It's a so, good mix where you don't seem too brandy and then it's like you're still... Well, because I think like a lot of people just still, shoot still organically brand stuff. You. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, shout out to David Lopez right now. He's like the brand deal king. He's like, he's like the Mexican Matt because we both do so many brand the deals. Mexican Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and no joke, the dude, I, I, just, I think that he, he must be working on other stuff because he's not focusing on personal content, but he gets so many brand deals that I'm going to say... 75% of his posts are now brand deals, but his audience got so used to it and he does spend quality time making these, making this content that his, his fans are okay with it. Yeah. His brand is brand deals. That's what it is. His brand is doing brand deals Which and it's, and it's shocking, but like the dude does, I want to go to his page right now because he does so many. And for one time when I was doing a bunch in one month, we were like one up in each other. Like I would, like he would do Bank of America, then I'd do McDonald's, and then he'd do Jack in the Box, and then I would do like like Svedka vodka, and like we were going back and forth, and like I love that. Yeah, so it's fun. Like we enjoy we enjoy making these. Let me find him, David Lopez. What was that? <laughs> my dog's burps. Weird noises coming out. We're looking up David Lopez. David Lopez. He a, he's got a name Boom. too. Three posts ago, T-Mobile, right? And then we got, that's a regular one. Then there's T-Mobile again. Shout out that's T-Mobile. A, we, we have a deal with T-Mobile too. It's very nice. Oh, do you really? We do. It's okay. not, I mean, hey. it's, not a, it's not like a brand brand deal, but it's like a free, we get free everything from T-Mobile. Phones, service, everything's free. Eight tweets a year. Okay. It's nice. It's oh, very that's nice. nice. Yeah. Matt's like, I could have gotten you a million dollars for He's that. like, wow. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> free phones, cool. I yeah. got a free car. Yeah, Matt's no. like, I could have gotten you a bit of, bit of cash for that. You know what's what's crazy? Um, so the brand Volvo follows me on Instagram, and have you guys seen the new Volvos, like the new SUVs? Oh, they're amazing! And, or any of their they're cars? Incredible! They, they okay. Here, here's how I saw it. I went to I got my car at Galpin Jaguar. Next door is Galpin Volvo, and they own both. They drove me to my car in the new Volvo, and I I was I was like, dude, am I gonna get the Jag? Like this dude. thing is nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Do you want to go Dad or Jag? Because like <laughs> the, the thing is. The Volvos are so sick that I, w- I was in New York and I, I ordered a uh, an Uber SUV 
and the new XC90 picked me up, and I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Incredible. I was like, this car is incredible. Massive sunroof. It drives so smooth. It's super quick, and the guy said he loved it. By the it. way, this is the eighth time Matt has brought up a sunroof today. He is obsessed. I need <laughs> this guy is, is, like, is like, I'm going to sell my car. I was like, why? He's like, love the car. I just no want to pop the sunroof. <laughs> by the way, his whole that. roof comes off. He just wants a sunroof. <laughs> I want the convenience of the flick, and then the roof is gone. So... So anyway, I actually went and test drove the XC90 and I love it. And then I DM'd Volvo because I knew they followed me. And I was like, yo, I was like, would you ever consider working with influencers or someone like myself? And they wrote back and said, hey, we'd love to work with you and Ariel, but you do have to be a Volvo owner. So I'm like, okay, so, You're like, you, so can, you guys could make me a so Volvo. Like, yeah, owner. you guys can do this for me. So I was like, here's the risk. Do I sell my car and buy a more expensive Volvo hoping that they would actually use me for a campaign Interesting. if it did pay the right amount of money. Right. So I love that. Like I, if the campaign paid for the car. Like I don't want to go out and get this car. Like, dude, the, the SUVs are like 80 grand. No, I know. Like yeah. they're expensive. So I don't want to yeah. sell my Jeep that's like 45 and then spend 80 grand on a Volvo. And then they're like, cool, $1,500. Go ahead and do this. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, I just bought this car to do brand oh, deals man. with you guys. So how do you approach? That's actually, that's actually a good combo. How do you approach a conversation like that? Like how does it? Do you just you just go balls to the wall like because you're you're at the point now where you could if you wanted to I just don't know like let's say you're like gonna write Volvo back what do you say Well I kind of I kind of did already I wrote them back and I said um, I'm thinking about purchasing this car and I showed them the car and I said um, what kind of deal could we work out like what kind of post and she was very honest and said we can't guarantee anything because we create our campaigns and then we look for influence then we after the campaign's created then we go to the drawing board with which influencers own volvos so the fact that so pretty much it's a gamble i have yeah. to i have to buy the car and then i have to hope that their next campaign includes me and the suv right or me and the hatchback that i get oh that's tough so so it's, it's, it's you but you know i'm a gambler oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so like, you are a gambler so i'm like, You're like worth it, man. he's like so I've put in an order. The so XC90 is getting delivered here right now. I spent $80,000 cash. Hopefully this will pay off. <laughs> um, no. So, so that's like an example that like, I, I, I would love to work for them and I'm hoping we can work something out, but it's, it's, it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm a, little, a, bit, I'm a little bit nervous about it. When you, when you started out, were, did you just make funny content and brands came to you or you were like, okay, I'm building a, like a, a platform because you were right on the cusp of like these like funny video influencers were you because i know you were yeah. you hitting people up like hey i have followers i can do this for you or did people start coming to you first how did it so a little bit of both um i didn't know that people would pay me to post a vine Let, let's just say my first post i think i, I think i got to like eighty thousand followers before i did my first brand deal which that's a good amount of followers to do yeah. to do and a deal, your engagement right? is like incredible because you you have less followers than some people. Like I know my little brother is very close with like guys who have like 14 million followers, but your engagement is better than theirs. And yes. they have told me because I bring you up all the time because it's like my uh, I know influencers, man. I know Matt. Dude. Yeah. What do you, yeah. <laughs> you you're like more successful than them business wise because of the way you handle your business and your engagement is is better. Some of these kids have 14 million followers yeah. and they're literally telling me that they have to move out of their apartment because they don't have a dollar. Well, the, the problem is, yes, my engagement might be better or at least compared to like comparative to like the scale of their followers yeah, yeah. to engagement. But it's not just engagement. Even though they have 14 million followers, they might not be a brand that brands want to work with. Right. They might cuss. They might do super racy content. Like, I don't know what their content is, but like the reason brands do like working with people like me is I have PG-13 content. Yeah. You're a blank I, like, canvas. They could do anything. They, 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 yeah. They, they literally you, could. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're very sure. versatile and you're not like, 
you're not like the bad boy with tattoos, but you could be. It's like we can make them look like that if we really want. Yeah, it's just yeah. They they like the brand that I've created, which is very positive, uplifting. Like anyone could watch. A lot of a lot of parents actually watch my stuff with their kids. Someone just DM me yesterday, and their two year or two year old boy was literally holding an iPhone, laughing at my emo video, and the dad was laughing with him. So like a two year old and a dad. Yeah. By the way, Mark Coppice liked your video or commented on your video he liked my video then followed me listen wow that's it was a blink 182 skit so that's pretty much that's it that's all you needed i made it you're like i can die now i'm actually retiring tomorrow yeah this is my last thing i'm doing you're like i'm getting the volvo and retiring in the (laughs) volvo your your brother tagged him oh wow. yeah yeah so so tall tall tagged mark and um, Tall the connector there's the ultimate my brother is the ultimate connector yeah he will never let that Dude, you go. post like a bag of chips and he'll hook you up with the guy that owns he'll be like yo you know i know the guy like, he nobody knows my, that I, most people don't even know tall is my brother but my yeah. brother tall should have gone into artist management like 20 years ago because he would have been yep. the ultimate manager Huge. The you most know guy who can give guy. me a cactus. Yeah, I know the guy that invented cactus. I know the guy that invented you know I mean? cactus. Like, it cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like he's a. But that's amazing. The Mark Hoppus. That's incredible. Mark Hoppus liked it and then followed me, and I'm like, this is it. Have I, you seen I've, these emo I've videos that he makes, dude? It is hilarious. It's amazing. Well, what's crazy? The th- wings, thank you. <laughs> Just how <laughs> how it moves. Yeah. Okay. This next video, I got. I have a new wig. All oh right? man. Because I'm doing My Chemical Romance. I saw uh, you got your hair. You got, and, you got fully cut and, and everything I by took, Judah. I took the wig into a barbershop to our good friend Judah. And I walk in and I put it on. And it, the barbershop's packed. Ten chairs. And they're all looking at this dude with like the long <laughs> like long black hair. As, this is like, by the way, like the most... It's called manly. And it's a very manly... It's a tattooed manly... beards. <laughs> like I fit you in get, there because I got the beard. I had to grow a you beard just to get my hair cut You get a shot of whiskey when you sit down there. You get a like, shot of whiskey for real. Like, so, no one goes in there with long hair. So I'm in there getting an emo haircut, <laughs> like a like a scene cut. And Judah gave me Judah's old cut. Yep. He gave me oh, his exact man. old cut, like the the short on top, spiky short, yeah, top, yeah, the long sh- front. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. And it, had that we cut. all had that. We and all it had looks that. incredible. But those e- those uh, emo videos, I knew they would be. I, I knew that people would like them. I wasn't sure how whether how well they were gonna do. On I, I don't know if you guys are on Facebook. I'm not on there that much, but I decided to post them to Facebook too. All three have gone viral on Facebook. That oh is like, crazy. Which well, is like really hard to do on Facebook. Seven million views on the first one. Wow. Three million on the second and then seven million on, on the third. And by, by the way, like going viral on Facebook is extremely difficult it's in really comparison hard. to other social media. I've been on Facebook since 2007 and my first my first viral video was literally the, the first emo video. That's insane. Yeah. So like, and then finally I have this new audience who discovered me. It is hard to, to go viral on yeah. Facebook. Extremely hard. But- the emo characters are doing so well that I decided to do, I'm going to do an actual series. Have you named, oh are you doing God. different characters or is it one guy? It's what is one, this? it's, it's one guy. And, and he, again, to go back, yeah. you were making these jokes 10 years ago, oh, totally, 10 yeah. years ago, we were in, like the most pop boy band you could ever be. And like, you would be in the, in the RV or the bus and you'd be like, yeah, like, you'd be like headbanging <laughs> yeah. to like, like oh, you yeah. were doing this joke oh, yeah. already. This uh, isn't like new. No, this isn't new. This it. is just me. And now I get to live my truth because millions of people <laughs> like it and yeah. want to see it. And so, so the, the log line is there's this. So, so Matt is this clean cut guy. It's just like myself. And I'm obsessed with that emo culture because obviously like when we were in a band, we love that shit. Oh, wow. We love the use and take it back Sunday and under oath and like all those screamo bands. And so I believe that um, emo's not dead and that we need to bring emo back. Yeah. So what I do is I go full emo, spray paint jeans, 
you know, black hoodie. I'll start wearing like nail polish and makeup and like he's the just, hair. He's literally just talking about me right and, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this character is going to is gonna attempt to record an emo album. So, oh, wow. And I've talked to... Are I've, you going to do the album? I've talked to Andrew Goldstein. Uh, he's the best person you could a- ever Andrew do Andrew Goldstein he loves... He was on this podcast, by oh, the way. Oh, was he? Oh, we yeah, had yeah. him. We had him. He loves the idea and he goes, dude, I am down. So we are going to make a mockumentary following my character oh as i make as i make this album that's gonna be huge and i i th- i think people are if gonna you love don't it. do this i'm gonna get so mad no, at you. I, no, this I'm, is incredible yeah i'm doing it and at the very end of let's just say let's just say season probably two or three we're gonna actually release the album oh and when the out al- yeah God. so and then we're gonna see we're are gonna- you gonna try to have this be on like a netflix or are you just running this on your socials it'll be well, like a season how do you how do you call yeah, that's like a, a good question? How do you, how do you, I, I don't know yet. I know that it's really popular on Facebook. Like it took off on Facebook. So I'm thinking like, I wonder if it's because Facebook is like the new MySpace where like these kids that like, like that are like living. Like that's where well, they're on. Well, because now they're like in their thirties. Right. And face, Facebook is, is older. It's older. Instagram is younger. So I have a much younger audience on Instagram right. and they don't know those songs and the characters that I'm doing. But on Facebook, it's literally like, people you know, age. people that are 30, 35, like even older that are like, oh my God, I love the use. I love taking back Sunday. Those it's an older audience. So Facebook watch the shows. Will Smith just got a show on, on Facebook watch. Zach Efron oh, and wow. Anna Kendrick just got a show on Facebook oh, wow. watch. So they're really pushing. And so I'm going to pitch this to Facebook watch and just say, Hey, I want to shoot this mockumentary and I want to break it up into like, you know, 10 minute, 10 minute segments and see if they want to pick it up. Oh my God. This but, is going to be incredible. Yeah. But we're, we're going to actually, we're going to make, you gotta let me and Dave write one song. With oh, you. I would like, love that. Gotta, I need to come in yes, for writing session. I got guitars on the wall. Dude. We're ready to go. What, once we get that hit song, can you guys remix it? Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. We'll remix it whenever you want. Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, and incredible. I mean, it's going to be, and the thing is, especially with like auto-tune and recorded, I have a pretty decent pop voice. So pretty like decent. you're one of like the best singers I've ever heard like, in my life. <laughs> you sound amazing. It's, it's pretty good recorded. So I'm going to actually have a, a pretty decent voice and I'm going to go for my best scream. That's why it's going to be, <laughs> yes. that's why it's going to be so funny because it's like, people are going to listen gonna to it. It's going to be good. That's people are going to listen to it. Like it's funny and be like, it's actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what's going to make it even better. Yeah. We, we're, we're just hoping that, um, who, I mean, who knows? I think there's a mark. There's clearly a market for it. If these videos are getting 100,000 shares and 7 million views, like there's clearly people who love this and they're all requesting songs. So, right. so people are going, do my cam, do um, story of the year. And they're all requesting these I bands. Mean, you need to start hitting up the bands like I will do your song. I know. And with a link. I know. I need X amount. I mean, it's not a horrible thing. No, it's not. I know DJs and like singers and stuff are paying some of these like meme accounts to like post funny videos with their songs. Yeah, with like swipe ups. It's the same yeah. kind of thing is like it's just like a crossover. Everything's crossing over. But the, I, I, I guess the thing is that you would need to do songs that people know. You can't do like a new band. I, I probably wouldn't like work really. No, I, I have to do popular songs. So, so what I want to do is, and obviously I don't, I don't think that technically I can get paid for these videos for ads because I'm using other people's music. Right. So the documentary is going to be free. But I think in exchange, I would just get a new following. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So By like, the way, you could just license the publishing for the songs and you could do it. You could, it's very what, easy. I, I was going to say, what, what because do you, what we do, do we do, we do, uh, not covers, but we do like flips but, of old yeah. songs. It's very popular in the dance community. Now take like, we did rhythm as a dancer. Yeah. We got a new singer to cut it and we just did rhythm as a dancer and it's just breathe Carolina rhythm as a dancer. It's not like the original person. And all we do is give them a, um, a, 
like whatever they wanted on publishing, and then we take our half of the publishing, but we keep the master. It's our song. But you but you have to redo it. We or, redo, but yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah. these bands and these labels would probably be okay with licensing the master to you because you have such a big following. It's an email away. It's so easy there. to get God. it done. Okay. Very easy. You just literally go on ASCAP.com, type in the song. It'll tell you who the publisher is. You just email the publishing contact or, or have Brian yeah. do it. Brian Shaw do it. And I just or, say, hey, yeah. Your, your lawyer's still Brian Shaw. Brian right? Shaw. I still got Brian Shaw. Lawyer. We'll talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have him uh, write the publishing company and 100% guaranteed they would give you the rights to use the song. So, so okay, so let's just say they give me the rights to use a song. How do they get a kickback? Is it just exposure? So they get the publishing from BMI. When your song gets the views, BMI um, monetizes how the views. It, it's some back-end system, like how you're getting the 30 oh, cents. No I have no idea where that 30 cents is coming from Got and how it. they know. So even on Facebook? Anywhere. Yeah. Facebook, YouTube? I get money from people playing our songs live. There's a thing in there that's like, this DJ played your song at this festival. Here's 50 cents or whatever. I don't know how they know that that's happening. Okay. But there's BMI and ASCAP are like a monetized system that are collecting this money for people. So there's no way that, what do they have to lose in letting you use the song? Got it. Really? Yeah, you're right. I mean, mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's the last check that's story of the year. Like, I mean, not, not no disrespect, but it's like, they're not making money from like until the day I die anymore. So if they're, you're like, Hey, Hey, it's going to get 7 million views. They're like, even if it's that's ten bucks for them, it's ten bucks that they wouldn't. Yeah, made. and it's okay. exposure again. Yeah, to be not? honest, it'll probably get people to recognize that band. I went and listened. Dude, that song to that will go back up in the charts. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people will buy that song for cool. the couple weeks, whatever the video's big. Like they love that. I went know? and listened to the Blink One Eighty Two song after you posted it. Because yeah, a real it, thing. it brings like, it back. It. I agree. Yeah. I did the same thing. Uh, not not emo, but I actually shot uh, a video using JoJo's song "Too Little Too Late." Oh, I you, love oh it. her, her, it's just a little too late. So dude, so good. She actually commented. I, I, got, hey. I, I got her comment. Oh, wow. She goes, she goes, ha, 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 I love you guys. Um, and I used her song, and I was wondering because I've had songs pulled down before on Instagram only twice. I did a happy birthday video for Ariel, and I use um, Go Shorty, It's Your Birthday. We go on a yeah. party. So I used 50 Cent in the club, and it was taken down like seven months later, like ripped. And I was like, that would suck if I spent money and did this docuseries, and suddenly, because I used My Chemical Romance, it was taken down. I'm going to help you. I need, yeah, I'm Once, gonna, when, I, when I'm ready. It's one email. It's great. very, very easy, okay, especially if you have success. For us, it's super easy because our rhythm is a dancer flip, 30 million streams. So when we wanted to do Sweet Dreams, we just literally went to the, la- the, the original label and publisher and we were like, it has 30 million streams. Yeah. The, our label has 100 million subscribers on YouTube. It creates a whole new revenue source for that song for the original artist. They have nothing yeah. to lose. Years Got later. It. You know what yeah, I mean? that's great. Very easy. So we'll help you with that. No problem. Okay, yeah. We'll just take, you know, 67%. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, for, I'll reach out. For an easy 85% work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> One thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap this up yeah. is you're a health guy. We've, yes. I've been kind of chatting with everybody a little bit because we're super into health. Like, we work out, we do this. What's your, because you're so busy, What's the routine? How are you staying healthy? And how important do you think it is for the mental strain for a guy that's working like 24, 24-7? It's extremely important. And to be honest, people like Mark Wahlberg and The Rock, who are the busiest people on planet Earth. The Rock is probably the busiest person on yeah. planet Earth. The guy does multiple movies, multiple shows, appearances. Like, he's just a beast. He wakes up at like 4 a.m. and gets his workout in. He has a traveling gym that goes with him. Oh my so he has God. like a traveling gym. He literally has a, I think like a like a half size semi that carries his gym. Oh my and they, God. And he has his crew unpack it and he works out oh wherever my he is. God. Legit. It's probably very cheap to do that. But <laughs> he has a little bit of money to pay for it. Um, but anyway, even the most successful people in the world, you'll, you'll notice that probably 90, 95% of them have some form of exercise. Yes. It's so important for, for the mental 
if you're someone who's tired and are like, I don't even know if I could work out because I'm going to be more tired. When you get in the rhythm of it, it makes you less tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Working out, will you'll sleep better. You'll wake up earlier and you'll want to work out again. So it's extremely important for me. Uh, now that I uh, now that I don't live by a gym, I actually just ordered a Bowflex system. Oh, amazing! Um, so I'm gonna have like a home gym. But right now, I have I saw your dip bars from when you from yes. when you guys are on tour, and uh, those are awesome. So I have dip bars. I have the perfect push-ups. I have an ab roller. I do. Matt has been doing the ab roller. He is the one that told me about Dude, the, the ab. This roller is lit. The, the ab, ab roller is lit. I remember. I was like, yeah. I was like, Matt, I'm cutting. Six packs coming. What do I do? He goes, ab roller. That's it. Just <laughs> yeah. the ab roller. Dude. I mean, it's, it's tough at first. Oh yeah. Like you have to get used to it because you're on your knees and you're completely rolling out on a wheel and then you have to use, you use your core to get back. So it does, it's, it's good for your, um, some of your chest, some of your back, your arms, your, it's just a great workout. I'm going to use this to segue. Yeah. It's a horrible segue, but we talked about it when we started and I haven't been able to get it there. So I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. We saw a thing. I'm not going to say who it is unless you want to say it. These dudes who aren't working out and are, are pretty average looking guys. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I need to know because you're around some of these guys and we, we, we said we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. How are these guys getting these like super celebrity yeah. girls? I'm asking you because you might have insight because you're around the celebrity more than we yeah. are. We're around mostly bands and, yeah, and yeah. DJs. How's it happening? I need to know. I, I'm going to say it's Pete Davidson. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't want to say it. I, wait, I, wait, no, wait, no, I don't no. know if you know hey, him. No. I don't know. No, we're going to use This guy is there. crazy. No, we're going to use him as an example Ariana because. Ariana Grande and now who? Kate Beckinsale. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. He went. More famous. I mean, Ariana yeah. Grande is extremely famous, but he went like, <laughs> he like stepped it so, up a notch almost. So essentially uh, what you're saying is like, and I agree with you, like it's, it's crazy to see some average or even less than average looking guys. Who's, mo- by the way, he's moderately, sick. like he's successful, but yeah. he's not, I, I mean, there's guys who are average looking that are like super, super successful. Mm-hmm. He's like pretty successful. Yeah. He's not a movie star. I, I will say I can't necessarily explain how he got Ariana Grande because she is younger, but I do know for at least with Kate Beckinsale, especially older women, they've dated every kind of guy and it stops being about looks and it's about who can make them laugh. Yeah. That's it. No joke. The, I'm going to say 90% of women want someone who can make them laugh. And you'll see these guys with like these tens and you're like, this guy's like a 5.5 at best. And he's dating a 10. Like what's going on there? If it's not money, these girls are like, I just want someone that's going to treat me nice and, and that's going to be nice to me and make me laugh. And she probably loves like the young energy because she's older. So it's like this, it, ex- this young, yes. like crazy, wild energy, kind of looks like a SoundCloud rapper has like the thing. Yeah, going on, I, like- I think it's fun and, and different for her. And she's probably used to dating like these rich, like suit wearing dudes. Yeah. And she's probably just over it. And she yeah. wants to have some fun right now. And so she's dating, you know, Pete. So Pete. Pete. Big ups, homie. Big, I mean, yeah. huge. I, the Ariana Grande thing is, I mean, the whole world is like. <laughs> yeah, the whole world's a little shocked. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, my whole theory is that it's it's funny. Girls like funny. And especially when they've been there, done that with like the Ryan Goslings of the world. They're like, ah, boring. I, I, I need less romance and a little bit more, you know, genuine fun. fun. Yeah. Fair enough. Dude, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got my last question. Yeah. I, I, you got to go and we're, we, you're busy. I need to know because I wonder this about guys, about you mostly. Six inches. Yeah. <laughs> when you 5.9. gift, 5.9. I need to know now because when you gift, let's say maybe not your mom or your dad, but when you're gifting, you taking the free stuff and gifting it or are you going out and buying stuff? What do you, what do you, I, to be honest, I do not gift the free stuff that I get. Um, 
Well, actually, no, I do, but I don't rap. I don't make a presentation. Like if I get some, if I get some new shoes that I like don't, it's that I don't want. Birthday. Oh no, 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 no! You're I, buying it. No, I buy it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Because I see so, you do some stuff with K Jewelers. It's like, is he gonna get the ring for free? You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. No, I don't get any of that shit for free. Okay. So I will do the video with it and then give it back. Sometimes I'll. Sometimes um, if I do, like, the, I see you have the Roomba. Love the Roomba. Love the Roomba. Love the Roomba. I did a brand deal for Roomba. They let me keep the Roomba. Okay. Ariel did a brand deal for Dyson. They let her, they let her keep the Dysons, multiple Dysons. But if it's like, um, you know, a decent friend's birthday, you're going to go buy something. You're going to be like, I got this fucking extra Dyson. I don't give birthday gifts. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it just cuts it down. I don't give are my you gifting shit. or are you buying? I don't, I don't give, buy anything. I don't buy my friend's shit. I take them out for dinner and drinks. I appreciate that more than giving something yeah, like personal time. Like, so I will always I like be that. like, Hey, I got you dinner and drinks wherever you want. And like, we, they can go anywhere they want. If they want like, you know, $150 sushi, that's fine. I would rather do that than to get them something because I don't know. It's just more of like hanging out and quality it's like a cool time. memory. It's not yeah. just like, Oh, I got this random thing. Like he doesn't yeah. have time. It's and like, you don't yo, even I'm know if they're going to use it. Yeah. 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 So that's always my gift. And like for my sister, her birthday was on the 15th. My birthday is March 26th, by the way, coming up. So oh, we that. got some Benihana. <laughs> some Benihana coming up. <laughs> Damn, Benihana is uh, so good. It is so good. Um, for my sister, I I haven't told her this yet, so if she's listening, this is your birthday present. Hey. Um, here you go. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, offer to fly her and her husband out in the summertime to just spend like a, a four-day weekend with us at our, at our place. And so instead of sending her some clothes or a gift card, it's just going to be like, hey, I know that you can't necessarily spend on travel right now. I'll buy your travel come stay with me for free and we'll see each other. I love so that. it's more about quality time. All right. Well, I mean, you Matt, killed the podcast. Thank you, bro. Kutchel. You killed it, man. Yeah. I knew you'd be great at it. Yeah, I don't even fun. know how long we, it was. A lo- it was long, but this I like is fun. it. I like it. This isn't lo- 35 minutes is not long. Oh, no, 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 no. I started that at about the 30, 30 oh. to 40 minute mark. We've been oh, going for like shit. an hour yeah. at least. No, it's, oh, it's no, been we've been going, yeah, we're going to hour 20. Yeah. Oh, my man. So, uh, thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, take a monster before you take a monster. Can I get a monster? Yeah.